You're listening to Simple Arts Radio, episode number 133, and today we're talking about the black hole of fitness doom. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Today, we're continuing on with the Metabolism series. This is the fourth episode in the series, so if you haven't been following along, you've got to go back and start from the beginning at episode number 130. In the past few episodes, we've learned why calories don't matter and what actually does. We've learned about the hormone that's responsible for our weight and our energy. And also, last week, I did a short little bonus episode on the one big thing you need to know about weight loss. I've been getting such good reviews back from those episodes, and I know that it's helping so many of you. So today, we're going to continue on in the series. But if you haven't listened to those, you've got to go back and listen to them at some point because they really do all flow together nicely. So again, that's episode number 130, 131, 132, and now this is episode 133, and today I'm having a guest on, and he is going to talk about a concept he created that goes perfectly with metabolism. In fact, it starts to incorporate the mindset a little bit, which is really where we're going in this metabolism series. Because if you know me, you know that I really believe that health is all about the mind, and we are only as healthy as our mind is. And so today, we're going to dive into that a little bit and help you to develop habits and tools to use all the information we're learning and actually make it practical in your own life. So today, our guest is Adam Shibley. I'm so excited to have him on. He's the host of the award-winning podcast, The Million Pound Mission. And speaking of that, he calls himself the PhD, which means the previously heavy dude. Yes, Adam has lost over 100 pounds himself, now owns a gym, like I said, is a podcaster on a top-ranked podcast, has a book out, and is a personal coach. I mean, he really is the full picture of someone who's lived it, who's been through it, and has come out the other side such a better person with so much knowledge on how you too can find the results that you want to find. So I'm super pumped to have Adam on my show. I was privileged to be on his show about a month ago, and it was a blast. Literally one of my favorite episodes of all time. We just kind of are on the same wavelength. So we think a lot alike, and we have a lot of the same tools, but yet learn so much from each other. So I know you're going to love today's episode. I'm going to be asking Adam about the black hole of fitness doom, what he's found to work and not work, in his own practice, in his own life of losing 100 pounds himself. Plus, he's helped so many people lose pounds over the course of years. I mean, he's going to give you the exact number inside the podcast, but it's pretty awesome work. So you're going to want to stay tuned as we talk about this and concepts and mindset changes that can really make a huge difference in your own life. But before we get to today's show, don't forget to head on over to the show notes where you can get all of the information from today's show, as well as the links to find Adam and some of the resources that we talk about inside the show. So to get all the information, the show notes can always be found at simplerootswellness.com backslash followed by the episode number. So today it's simplerootswellness.com backslash 133. That's where you can get all the information. Also, while you're there, you've got to sign up for my email list because every week I'm releasing a new download of a little tip that you could do to help make small changes in your own life. So one of the things I'm going to be asking Adam about is just little small changes that can really change everything. So stay tuned as we talk about that, but head on over to the show notes to get all the free downloads and just stay connected in a more personal way. Okay, that's it for today. For now, let's get right back to the show and welcome Adam. 
Welcome to the show, Adam. I was on your podcast last month, I believe, and you, here you are on mine, and partly because we just have the same wavelength. Like, we think the same about nutrition and health, and it's so exciting to see someone else who's doing that. Plus, you have Iowa bloodline, so, <laughs> you know, just throwing that in there. So, the thank Midwest you for being power. here. Yeah. Well, thank you, Alexa. I, you rocked it on my show. We were just talking before we officially started here, and my audience is in love with Alexa Sherm. And it's cool because, like you said, we have a similar vibe, a similar mindset. And now, but I feel the pressure, my friend. Like you, oh. you delivered big time on my show, so I'm like, I got, I got to bring it. Simple <laughs> you, roots. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Like I said, we're doing this show a little bit differently because we just have such great conversations um, about health, and I'm excited to dig in. But yes, if you haven't listened to Million Pound Mission, you've got to go and find it on iTunes. I'll link it up in the show notes too, so you can find it. It's um, on Instagram if anyone follows me on Instagram. So you can check it out there too. But yeah, I'll link that up because it was a really fun episode. And I really did enjoy it. My favorite interview I've ever done so far. So Oh, yeah, that, that means a lot. I'm not just saying that. It was, a, it was a blast. So thank you for that. But today we're going to talk about what you call the black hole of fitness doom. What do you mean by that? Like, what is the black <laughs> hole of fitness doom? Well, it's one of the things that if you guys listen to enough of my podcast or if you hear me live cast and speak, you'll, you'll learn that I love to uh, name things. And I, <laughs> I come up with crazy names that people will remember. So like the black hole of fitness doom, the amazing results formula, the lifestyle audit and, and things right. like that. So, uh, But really my underlying goal with that is I love to create clarity in the world of mm. health, fitness, body transformation, weight loss, because I feel like there's so much frustration out there. And people, uh, Alexa, I know you see this too, people are willing to put in effort, but they just need a roadmap. They just right. need some clarity. They're lost. They're willing to work hard. They don't know, don't know what the heck to do. And uh, so that's where I create concepts like this and try to just pave the way a little bit and say, hey, let, let's shine a light on this. And if you do this, it might help you out a little bit. So uh, with, uh, with the black hole of fitness doom, it all started uh, as a concept because I was there. So, uh, you know, just a quick like recap right, on, yeah. on my background, you know, 12 years ago, I weighed 327 pounds. And I was just in a place where I was, you know, depressed, overweight, unhappy with my relationships, unhappy with my career, had a ton of debt, had $40,000 in credit card debt. And I just felt like I was kind of hitting that rock bottom moment. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was, you know, in that cycle of, I'd try to change some things and I'd fall back. I'd try to change some things and I'd fall back. I never could get traction. And I dug my way out of that. And, um, you know, if you guys, again, listen to the show enough, you heard me talk about, I created my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. I, I totally changed my life in five years. I lost the hundred pounds. I started a, a gym in my hometown. We helped the hometown lose 35,000 pounds in five years and started the million pound mission. And, but I started seeing as I worked with more and more people, I started to see this cycle, uh, that I eventually called the black hole of fitness doom. And it's just this repeated cycle. I'm like, man, people are getting beat down by this process and it's become my mission to help people escape this where, all right, so if you guys are going to visualize this in out in podcast land, I want you to uh, visualize a circle. So like interconnected, mm -hmm. four, four interconnected arrows. So the arrow at the top uh, is when we start a new program. All right. It's, you know, Alexa and I are talking in, in January now and 
it's uh, you know, people. This is when people start right. a new program. Yeah, this is they're when all they over the place. Yeah. yeah, like resolution, revolution. It's right. on. <laughs> and so that's the first phase of the black hole of fitness. And we start a new program. And then the second phase is still positive. That arrow kind of going to the right side of the circle. And that is we get some initial results. Like something happens. We just tried something new. We add a new healthy variable to our 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 life regimen. Uh, maybe it's starting, you know, clean eating, or maybe it's intermittent fasting, or maybe it's you hired a trainer, but you get some results and you kind of get psyched about that. And so the first two steps aren't too bad. Then as we cross the bottom of the circle, that third arrow, this is the arrow that I call life happens and we're not ready for it. Right. So mm-hmm. it's when we have an injury or our trainer uh, moves, or we don't have that accountability anchor point anymore, or we get sick, or our relationship changes, or our job, our work schedule changes. It could be as simple as going on a vacation, and we're just not ready to handle that situation, and we lose all of our momentum, and that fourth arrow is the crash and burn. We go right back, and it connects back to that first arrow, and it's a cycle that just goes around and around and around. We lose 30 pounds, we gain 35 back. Uh-huh. We keep trying, we keep trying. And again, it's one of those situations where people are willing to put work into it. They're willing to put effort into it. But every time we go around this cycle, it gets harder and harder, not only like metabolically and physically, but mentally, mm-hmm. because we're depleting hope, willpower, you know, uh, we're depleting our resources, time, energy, money. And we just get beat down to the point where we say, well, maybe I'm just meant to be this way. Or maybe, uh, you know, this is just who I am. I mean, I can't, you know, get healthy. Maybe I can't get to a healthy body weight and reclaim my, my health and my lifestyle. And that's why I want to grab people, Alexa, and just shake them and be like, no, right. there's a way out of this. And I'd love to show uh, your audience a few ways to, uh, to escape the situation. Yeah, because life is always going to happen. I mean, like, let's be real. Like, I think sometimes when people go into to diets and like you said, the resolution re- revolution is, it's like a, a fantasy land that we think we can live in and maintain. But I mean, the unexpected always happens. So what are some ways that we can get out of this? Because this is the vicious cycle that almost everyone lives in, in some yeah. way. Yeah, and it's, it, the first step is kind of gaining some clarity about what really needs to happen. Because what people do is they assume that this is just the way it is. Like mm-hmm. they try something, it works for a while, they kind of quit doing it, and then let's see what happens after that. And that's not what health and fitness is all about. Now, the error that we make is that let's say the thing that you tried was uh, intermittent fasting. And then when you hit that crash and burn, we say, well, intermittent fasting didn't work for me. But what actually didn't work was we weren't ready for that life happens moment. Right, that right. was the issue. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're blaming Weight Watchers. We're blaming our personal trainer. We're blaming the boot camp. We're blaming P90X that that didn't work for me. But it's more about getting more clear with that, that what I call the transformation danger zone. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, if you go on a vacation every year for spring break and then it's six months before you get to the gym again, that's your transformation danger zone. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what nutrition plan, no matter what, you know, fitness schedule you're on. If that always wrecks your momentum, it's always going to be there. We need to fix that first. So that's the first step to escaping this situation is we have to see uh, another analogy I like to use is a hole in the road. So. We're at one end of the road. Our goals are at the other end. Mm-hmm. But there's this giant hole in the middle. And it doesn't matter if I walk or ride a bicycle or drive a car. I'm always going right into the hole. So it doesn't matter. The modality doesn't matter. What matters is that we prepare for that hole and we build a bridge over it so we can actually make some progress. And right. that is strategic thinking. That's, that's what I refer to as strategically thinking 
about your body, about your health, about these danger zones. And you right. know, let's, you, know, you and I are, are entrepreneurs and we wouldn't go you know, a month without, or a year or whatever amount of time without thinking what could put us out of business, right? right? Mm -hmm. But as humans, we do this all the time with our body. Like what could put our body out of business? Mm -hmm. And we just, we just kind of cover our eyes and take action in random mm -hmm. directions and hope for the best. So with those danger zones, you have to identify them. You have to be able to analyze them and really understand the circumstances. And then you have to be able to start to prepare ahead for. So if spring break is your danger zone, you have to think, all right, you know, I don't necessarily have to, you know, I'm not going to tell people not to have fun and, and, you know, get a little wild on spring break or cut loose a little bit. But after spring break, you need some sort of a stopgap in place that says, all right, back in business. We're, mm -hmm. we're not taking six months off this time. So that's that's kind of the, the, the initial step towards uh, escaping that vicious cycle. Right. Yeah. And I, I like how you said, because this is like a mentality that I see so often. Well, I'm going to blame the diet because the diet did that to me. And I'm always like, the diet didn't do anything to you. The diet was just understanding. Like diet companies are really great at understanding your weakness. They're great at understanding your whole. <laughs> yeah. um, and they want you to fall through it in some ways. Um, and, it, you know, the diet wasn't the problem. But we have this, like you said, the people who repeat the cycle over and over, they get into the mentality of the diet did this to me. Therefore, I'm not going to do anything healthy because it's all dieting. Do, right. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's it kind of falls into that all or nothing. Uh, another thing that right. I've named that, that I call transformation light switch syndrome, where it's all the way on or all the way off. That light switch is up or down. And it's, you know, it is evolved around us projecting uh, the situation instead of owning it. So what we have to do is take ownership over that life happens moment and owning the, the component that we can actually have control over versus, you know, sometimes people will blame like relationships or, you know, I got fired or something like that. And just because we get fired or our, our schedule changes or our spouse leaves us, we need to focus on controlling the things that we have control mm -hmm. over, like our food, our health, and thinking about the people that need us to be around for a long time, whether that's your friends, your family, your, your children, uh, you know, your coworkers, your teammates, your, your pets, and really internalizing and owning your health and your health situation versus saying, oh, you know, what was me? That diet didn't work for me. You know, right. that, that dumb trainer is yeah. terrible. And, you know, so it's, it's really hard because people shy away from accountability. They, they shy away from ownership because that's when it gets real and mm -hmm. that's when it gets hard, but that's where the breakthroughs are. They're there. When we decided to dip our toe outside of that, uh, that comfort zone, that's where the real magic is. And that's uh, what right. I try to encourage people to do. So it starts with clarity of asking yourself essentially these questions. And that takes a really personal, like you said, a very personal approach to it, which we know is the only answer. So again, do you, do you simply just have someone like, would you encourage someone today to like sit down and kind of go through this and try to find more clarity? Is that, that's the first step, correct? Yeah. So what I want people to do is if you're somebody that's been in that cycle of lose weight, you mm -hmm. know, I've got my motivation and then all of a sudden I gain it all back, you know, and I lose all that motivation, you know, think about the last couple of times that's happened mm -hmm. and really try to identify not what program you were on, but what the tripping point was. Is it work stress? Is it evening, right. you know, overeating it in evening? Is it weekends? A lot of people, they're good Monday through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's, uh, you know, 
it's the all you can eat buffet of, of, uh, cupcakes and alcohol. So (laughs) it's, it's, it's uh, an issue. So Mm -hmm. we have to see where those danger zones lie and get real with them. Mm -hmm. And really I'm big on creating momentum and with weight loss, especially with somebody that's been through the cycle and they're kind of beat down by it. This can be really intimidating because they feel like, okay, now I've identified this, I've owned it. I'm scared. Like I'm nervous because if I can't fix this, then, you know, what hope do I have? And they're, they're, they're nervous to even start taking action because of the fear of failure, Mm -hmm. which I just talked to one of my clients yesterday about this. She's like, honestly, you know, I, she, I, I encourage her to kind of peel back the layers of the onion a little bit. She's like, honestly, I'm afraid to take action and fully engage because I'm afraid I might fail. And then what? Mm. So it's just like, we get in our heads about this. election. Right. It's, it's so hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just what I encourage people to do is I'm like, okay, we know what's, what the issue is. And we've identified that let's just push over the first tiny domino. Let's mm-hmm. just create momentum because I don't know how well versed you are in dominoes, Alexa, but <laughs> if you put, if you push, uh, I've done the research. Uh, if you, <laughs> If you push over a domino, the next it can it can knock over a domino twice its size, mm-hmm. and then that one can knock over a domino twice its size, and then it, the chain reaction occurs to where at one domino in motion can always knock over the next one that's twice its size. So just push over that that smallest domino within the next 24 hours. You've identified your drain your danger zone. Maybe it's uh, stress eating in the evening. Well, what's the first tiny domino that we can knock over in the next 24 hours? Maybe. It's talking to a friend that can, you know, give you some support in the evenings. Maybe it's writing out a grocery list. Maybe it's setting up a schedule where you do some crock pot cooking in the evenings or something like that. But what's like that simple, just no brainer, home run, easy domino that you can push over and just start the momentum. Don't worry about solving the entire thing all at once. Just knock over that first small domino and watch the momentum build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what's so fascinating about the human mind as I've like studied it slowly over the year is that we make things so complicated. And it's almost like if it's not complicated enough, it must not work. You know, and so like I think about simple things even in my own life, like gratitude. Like I know that's a domino to me being more productive and having a better mood and all these things. But it just seems so easy that it doesn't seem you know, worth it. Like you just kind of slip into it. Like, I think we get stuck in this, like no pain, no gain. But what you're saying is like little dominoes that aren't even painful can really catapult you into doing the harder things that take more work. Right. Yeah. And we're so brainwashed by the media out there, especially this time (laughs) of year. It's like, what? You aren't using the new Thighmaster 5000 right. and with the, the ketogenic diet all at the same time with my my 365-day fast program. Right. I, you know, you got to do all this all at once. But, you know, I love the nature of your, your podcast. It's simple roots. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Like you keep things simple and actionable. And like you said, people feel like, oh, this isn't a huge struggle. This isn't a huge, you know, mm-hmm. big deal thing. This is the new shiny program. I tell people all the time, I'm like, Hey, you probably don't need a new diet. You probably don't even need a new fitness regimen. You just need a better game plan. And around right. that game yeah. plan, you need a better mindset, better goals. And then you need to show up for those goals every single day. Like when, when I lost my hundred pounds, I did that over five years, but I showed up for that goal every single day. Mm-hmm. I created this, uh, this statement that I call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. And I read it every morning and every night 
for five years. Mm -hmm. No, like no days off. And I read it out loud. I read it as if it already happened, as if I was feeling it, how it'd feel when I lost that hundred pounds. When I, you know, I, I just basically wrote the, the, the menu for my life that I was placing that order. And in five years, I accomplished every single goal on that list, but I had to show up for it every single day. And that's a simple, but not easy action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I like that. And again, when, when I go back and like read things about the mind, it's always these repetitive things that we tell ourselves because it really does. Like, I mean, your first tip, always my first tip now is it's the mindset. Like if we can't get our mind right, then we're really going to we're really going to be stuck in this vicious cycle, you know, like, but it's such a, I feel like it's an initially a scary place or maybe it doesn't seem of value. Um, but all those thoughts are really having a massive impact. And I like, like just that thing that you said of you, you read something every single morning and every single night, and that had a huge impact on you. And I think it's easy for us to slip back into our old ways. You probably see this all the time of it's, it's a lot, for some reason, I don't know why. I feel like it's a lot easier for people to have a negative mindset than a positive mindset. Um, I mean, hence all the messaging too. You know, we know negativity works. Um, yep. But yeah, like really, really getting yourself through that with positive messaging. Uh, I think that's that's a fantastic step. So like once people travel through this, like this first initial gain clarity kind of thing, then what? Okay, so the next step is uh, kind of taking a trip down what I call the transformation timeline. Uh, so hopefully you guys aren't getting annoyed with all my my my, <laughs> my naming yet. But it helps. Next you time I need it, a name, right? I'm coming to you. <laughs> uh, this is what I do. It's it's a gift and a curse. Uh, yeah. I wake up I wake up at like three in the morning going transformation timeline. I've got to create it. Uh, so oh, that's awesome. The the next step is you know you have identified that danger zone. We can get some traction going to defeat this because this is the thing about the, you know, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins and he Mm -hmm. talks about there's no such thing as failure as long as you learn something. So the black hole of fitness doom, we can take that and spin it to our advantage because if you have lost weight and regained it, we can say, you know what? I just gained two amazingly valuable tools. I I had something that produced a result, right? I've got a recipe. I've got a diet or nutrition protocol or a fitness program. Something produced that 30-pound weight loss. Mm -hmm. But then also the other advantage is we discovered that danger zone. We were able to identify it. And we said, that thing, that's what sent me backwards. And now I can be better prepared for that. So that's two huge advantages. We take those and we move forward. And we say, all right, now it's time to start dialing in and looking for uh, balance. So I love to, when I'm working with somebody, I'm kind of taking them down this journey. I tell them, all right, here's the deal. Uh, we've got to reverse your, your momentum right now. Right. And so one of the, the things that people will say, you know, when, when, if somebody's doing like P90X, like a, like a 90-day program, mm-hmm. about day 28, they're like, dude, I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Like, I can't commit like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried to paint this other picture. And I say, all right, in this initial phase, you're going to be out of balance because we have to rebalance to get into, uh, you know, a healthy lifestyle. So you've been in an unhealthy lifestyle for several weeks, days, months, years. And just for a certain period of time, we're going to flip that to where you are spending a little bit more time investing and focusing on your health, your wellness, your mindset, uh, meal prep, fitness, like you're going to be spending some more hours on that, but it's not forever. All right. Because that's key because people get into it. They're like, I can't handle this. I can't keep this pace right. up. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. I don't expect that. Mm-hmm. My ultimate goal 
is for you to be very happy with your lifestyle and you know you're not feeling deprived as far as socially and things like that but also you're very happy and and confident with your health but that takes work and that doesn't just magically happen so we're out of balance towards that healthy side of the equation and then we kind of shift into the next phase and we start talking about uh, I've got a, pro- a uh, protocol that I call the the cheat bank and some different things where <laughs> We, we regain control over when we do go off plan to find. So uh, the cheat bank is something that I use where we'll say, all right, I'm going to allow, you know, three to five cheat meals in this next 28 day cycle. And that allows people to go out and be social. And maybe they aren't eating paleo for those meals or whatever, or whatever, you know, nutritional style that we're using. But they're able to find that balance where mm-hmm. they're like, I went out. I didn't feel guilty about it. It didn't create a crash and burn because I owned it. I planned that in advance. I planned it 28 days in advance. My, my kid's birthday had some cake. No big deal. Right back on plan the next day. So teaching people to own the situation and sift and sort. And finally, they reclaim that balance. They're happy with the lifestyle. They're happy with their health. And uh, that's the ultimate journey. But it takes being out of balance for a certain period of time to achieve that. So is that making sense, Alexa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally making sense. And yeah, so it's just, it's part of growing, right? Like there's always a little bit of discipline is essentially what you're saying. But in time, are you saying that becomes more normal or they go back to their old, I mean, you wouldn't want to go back to your old way of life. Explain that a little bit more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's all about creating habits, and we have right. new habits. Right, okay, okay, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the new habits eventually become our new lifestyle. So people, I'm sure you get this question a lot too, like, when do I have, when will I get to the point where I don't have to think about what I eat? Or mm-hmm. when do I have to get to the point where this isn't like, you know, so much effort mentally? And I'm like, I, I feel you. Like, I, I definitely want you to get to that place. But again, it takes time. So if you're trying to learn, you know, intermittent fasting or ketogenic diet, there is that, you know, the first time you worked out and did squats, you're probably really, really sore. And right. then it, that soreness lessens as you adapt. And the same thing happens with our lifestyle, with our game plan. There's a little bit of that that lifestyle soreness at first. You're like, dang, this is really hard. Right. Like, this, this whole ketogenic diet thing, man, I'm getting, you know, carb cravings and things like that. Or if I'm intermittent fasting, you want to eat outside of your, your fasting window. But then you start to adapt and adjust and it becomes the new normal and you don't have to spend as much mental energy on it. So that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. We yeah, never yeah. go back. Like you, you go back to your old lifestyle. You go back to your old health and your old body. And we don't want that either. But it's all about finding the balance. So maybe in their initial phase, uh, they're, you know, they're on a certain uh, level of maybe they're working out three hours a week and they're on intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet. And they do that to get some momentum going, get some weight loss going, get their health back in order. And then they decide, you know what? Uh, I need to add in a few extra cheat meals. I'm going to lower my cardio just a little bit. Let's do a 28-day cycle and see what happens there. Maybe instead of losing seven pounds that month, they lose five pounds. But like, that's still cool. That's positive mm-hmm. result. But we just find that balance of what does my, my workout schedule look like? What does my eating style look like? And am I still happy and healthy at the same time? And we just work to find that. And it takes time to, to do that. It's not like a, a, a 56-day fix right. thing. It, you know, it's, it's a life. It's a true lifestyle goal, mm-hmm. uh, and a lifelong goal to find that balance. But it's so worth it because, you know, people like you and I, like we, you know, with me, you know, I've lost over 100 pounds. And I can still eat a whole pizza if I wanted to. Like right. I could sit, you, put, right. you put pizza down in front of me, I could, I could put it away, you know. Uh, but – I've achieved that balance where I have the willpower and I have the control and my why to be healthy 
is so much bigger than all the why nots combined. Mm-hmm. And that that's where, where that's where that's the money the is. Right, yes. right, 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 right. Yeah. But again, it all goes back not. to step one. Like it's, it just shows the progression of this of like, I feel like so often we just like try to in- interject ourselves into the middle to skip all like kind of what we could consider the messy first part of really understanding the clarity, really understanding the why your mindset kind of getting a hold on that. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to just go into the diet thing and want to do that without taking care of anything else, but you can't interject yourself into the middle of anything and expect it to work well. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head is people go on and like, I'm going to do a diet and I'm doing this, you know, 21 day thing or this boot camp, And, you know, I run boot camps to my fitness center all the time. And I'm actually this year, we're getting away from it because I don't like the idea of having an eight week program where people flip the switch for eight weeks and then flip it right. off when, uh-huh. when, when they're uh-huh. done. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm focusing on continuation programming only like this is a thing we do all the time. And it's not, you know, it's less of a sprint mindset. It's more of a marathon mindset. But again, we're always focused on that balance. So it's not, let's do 12 hours of cardio every day, mm-hmm. biggest loser style. You know, it's like, let's really be realistic and let's have a marathon mindset pace with our transformation. But that's hard for people. Uh, you hear it as much as I do, Alexa, where people are like, you know, my friend lost 40 pounds in two months, but I only lost 35. What's wrong with me, Alexa? What's wrong with right, me? You know? right. uh-huh. And it's all this like comparing ourselves to others and we're not there yet versus, you know, when I talk to people and they're complaining about the results, I'm like, all right, you know, what kind of results have you actually had? And I had this one woman that was just crushing it. She had lost 40 pounds, but her goal was 60. And she had this whole, I'm not there yet. I've got 20 mm-hmm. more pounds to go. And I said, all right, you need to just plant your feet, just turn around and look how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate that mm-hmm. because 40 pounds, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot right? Right. Yes. And, and then once we let go, of, we got her to let go of that. She knocked out that last 20 pounds easy, but just like you talked about this on my, on my interview with you on my show, just the stress factor of stressing out about that, that scale result and not being there yet. I see it all the time with people that are getting ready to cross from like weighing over 300 to under 300 or over 200 to under 200. And I know if you guys are on that journey that are listening, you can probably feel this where you're knocking out the big weight loss results and you get closer and closer and closer to that Mm -hmm. goal. And it slows down because you're stressing out about it. And mm-hmm. the, those hormones are working against us. And uh, that's, you know, we get in our head and people don't realize that. And we start beating ourselves up. And all of a sudden, you know, we that willpower breaks, that the why nots are larger than the why. And we give up and, and go right back where we started. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally see that um, and totally agree with what you just said. I mean, it's so, so true. And we really just have to get ourselves into this place where we can kind of have a plan in place to do what we want to do. So yep. you said there's three points in the, did you say there's three points in the? Yes. Okay. What's in, the third point? In the, in the transformation yeah. timeline, the third. Uh, so the first stage is what I call the, the coachability phase. That's where we're go- we're escaping the black hole of fitness doom. We realize that we need to identify those dra- those danger zones, and then we get coachable. We we ask for help. We get somebody or something. We read a book. We start a program. We give up control, uh, and we quit just beating our our head against the wall, just trying random things. Then we move into that that uh, healthy lifestyle balance phase that I talked about. Yeah, so we're trying yeah, to yeah. find nice balance between your health and your lifestyle. The third phase of the transformation timeline is the one that is is like 
I think it might be the most vicious part of the entire process. If you hit it wrong, it's what I call a uh, new, uh, new identity, new purpose. So all of a sudden, if you're on a weight loss journey, you're going to run out of real estate to sell. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you're, yes. I see this happen, mm -hmm. like I've helped 15 people from my hometown of Bloomington, Indiana, lose over a hundred pounds. And I see this happen because as they're charging up that weight loss club, it's like, hero mode and people are cheering them on. And then you're like, that's the fuel that feeds that why and that, that energy, that's why they're getting up and they're really feeling that all of a sudden they achieve that goal. And it's like, I've got no more weight to lose. Now, who am I? Right. And yeah. we've got to be thinking about those non-scale based goals and the, the non-scale based whys as we go through that. So if you guys are on a, a larger weight loss journey and that's kind of your identity and who you are and your fire, that's cool. But you have to have those other aspects that are not scale based. So, you know, things like uh, I've got a grandmother that that's lost uh, 60 pounds and she just wanted to be able to move and play with her grandchildren. And that's a big enough why that, you know, when she's done losing weight, she's still cool because that's a huge part of why right. she's doing. It. Uh -huh. So yeah, we have to have those other things. So we have to create that new purpose, that new identity and then once that happens, so I have a lot of my hundred pound club members, they start getting into like mud races and five mm -hmm. K's and, and doing all kinds of like, they're like, I've got this new body. I want to figure out what I can do with it. It's really cool. It's a really cool breakthrough for people to have. And then the cool thing is they've set that new purpose. They have that new identity. What do they have to do from here? They don't just stay in that phase forever. They go back to the coachability phase because they've set that new goal. I want to run a five K. Well, how the heck do I, do I do this without hurting myself? So I need to get coachable. Mm -hmm. I have to learn how to, what my new regimen is going to be like. Then they move to the second phase again because they have to rebalance because now they're going to add some more time towards training for that thing. And that, that lifestyle, that healthy lifestyle balance has to be achieved again. Then eventually they hit that goal. They find new purpose, new identity, and we keep moving through. Like that's the cycle, Alexa, that I want people to go through. We want to escape the black hole of fitness doom because that's just us just beating ourselves down. Right. But the, the transformation timeline, those three steps, coachability, healthy lifestyle balance, new purpose, new identity, moving through those means progress. Those are like stair steps. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we see people on this, look, you kind of give the example of a 5k, which is a great example. Do you feel like people always have to keep having goals in the world of health? Or do you think we can get someone to be healthy and then they can just sustain that as long as they have outside goals? I think there's a little bit of both. Like, that's a mm -hmm. great question. That, that's the million dollar question. Right, 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 right. Alexa. That's why I asked you. <laughs> it's, what, it, what it comes down to, again, I've mentioned it once, but it's just, it's that balance between the why and the why not. So mm -hmm. if the, the feeling of being healthy and the energy that you get day to day and just having that health, if that's a big enough why to combat all the why nots, then you're going to be good. Uh, some people, they need that thing to enlarge the, mm -hmm. the Y side of the equation. So uh, I, when I tell people to, to start thinking about this, I'm like, think about, because I have kids, and I know you have kids too, mm -hmm. it's, think about two Lego stacks, like two stacks of Legos. We just have to make sure that the stack of the Y Legos is taller than the Y not Lego. So the thing is, our lives are always changing. So maybe you're good with that health motivation, but then all of a sudden, maybe you're an accountant and it's tax season. The why not stack just got bigger because that's stress, that's extra work, that's pressure uh, to get it done, less time to work out. And all of a sudden that, that 
uh, why not stack starts to stack up and it's bigger. So we have to add to the why or we have to take off some of the why nots. We have to de-stress. Maybe we start meditating. Maybe mm-hmm. we get a better game plan. Maybe we hire a coach. Uh, but it's we, that constant balance and the awareness and mindfulness of the, the motivator, the why versus the why nots that are happening. And just I feel like that's the most important thing because there's no one true answer for what will satisfy us to, to maintain our health. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just being mindful of that balance of why versus why not, if we can be mindful of that and being, you know, there's a little bit of ego there. Anytime you have to ask for help, especially if you've already achieved, like maybe you've lost a hundred pounds but then you start to slip a little bit. It's really hard to reach out and be like, Hey, I actually, I do need some help right now. And uh, a good example is with my my clients in my gym, we have a thing called accountability coaching. So it's you, we partner you up with one of the people that's really been successful with the program, and you report in on your food and your fitness for for 28 days. And I had one of my 100 pound club members, and I was like, you know, he's, I know that he was starting to slip, and I said, hey, here's the deal. I really think you should do a 28 day run with some coaching. Uh-huh. I think it's going to get you back on track. And he goes, man, that's stupid. I could email my food to my grandma for free. Mm-hmm. He went on to gain over a hundred pounds back oh, wow. like from that moment. Like I saw uh-huh. it coming and he just wasn't willing to give up uh-huh. that, that, that control and, and be coachable again. And, uh, unfortunately that's, uh, that's part of the deal. And it's, uh, something uh-huh. that we have to, we all have to fight to overcome. Right. Right. And I guess, I mean, for both of us, like nutrition is never a destination health, you know, health is never a number on the scale. Like, yeah, you may arrive there, but it doesn't end there. And I think that, is one of the scary mentalities that maybe dieting has brought to the table is once you get there, then you've achieved. But I think we have to get into the mindset that it's, it's really never over. And we have to get to a place where we enjoy the process and stop trying to create the process in some way, you know, like just enjoy the journey of where health has you and never stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I guess it's my job. I never stop learning and changing (laughs) and evolving, but we kind of talked about this, I think on your podcast, even about the seasonality of life. And you probably see this with people too. Like there might be certain seasons where it's easier to maintain or to lose. And there might be certain seasons where it's really difficult, but okay. This brings me to another question. We're talking about metabolism series here. And I think the reason that I wanted to talk about this today was because it's mostly about mindset still, right? I can talk all day about our metabolism, but if we don't have the why and the clarity and all this stuff done, the timeline that you gave us is so perfect for this because that is how you're going to make change in your body. But when I talk about metabolism and weight loss and we talk about slow change, like you said, you lost a hundred pounds over five years. I think when we think about that, we want it to be slow, consistent change right? Like we want it to be a pound this week and a pound next week and two pounds and then three pounds or whatever, right? But sometimes it's like, do you ever feel you see this too, where it's, you don't lose weight for three months while your body, you know, gets healthier and takes care of the inside stuff. But all of a sudden, then someone loses five or 10 pounds and then they might go through a lull or a slow season, right? And, and then it's just kind of like, it, it, I feel like weight loss is more chunky. We say slow because we want it to happen over the course of time. But do you feel like that too? Like it's not necessarily consistent. Like I think that that's a, that's a common mindset that I see so many people failing is like, well, I lost two pounds last week, but now I've gone a month without losing weight. I'm like, that doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean your body stopped working with you. Just means maybe your body's working or focusing on a different area of healing. So what's your experience with that? I think you're exactly right. It's, it's, you know, the, the scale and our body weight is one of the least, just efficient and uh, consistent predictors of our results that's out there because it's always shifting around. Like 
you know, you talked about it on my show, just having a hormonal response to stress over food could make you gain weight. It can mm -hmm. make you hold water weight. You know, if you're sore, you could, your weight will fluctuate. If you've had salt, your weight can fluctuate. And the thing that really crushes us is that we are in love with that number. On oh the my scale. gosh. Like, right. Yeah. We obsess over it. Right. And so some of the rules that I have around the scale, just in general, that might help with this whole mindset is that if you change your game plan with your food and or your fitness based off of stepping on the scale and what that number says, if you like see a number and then you change what you're going to do that day, you need to quit weighing yourself, mm -hmm. you know, take a break mm -hmm. because that's not the way we roll. Like mm -hmm. the scale is a data point. So yesterday I was talking to a client that, uh, you know, hadn't been to check in with it. Do, you know, we, at the gym, we do weigh-ins and body fat and measurements, pictures, right, right. all that stuff. And we, you know, it's good to check in every once in a while and just get, get a data point. And she was nervous. I was like, listen, here's the deal. Coming in and doing that, it would be the same as if I asked you to come in. Like, let's let's come in and see how long you could hold a plank for. Right. And I'm like, you wouldn't stress out about that. She's like, no. I said, it's just a data point. Mm -hmm. I just want to see where we're at. And it's not we're not going to change anything based off of that information. It's just there it is. And then we're going to start plotting data points. And hopefully, you know, we start to see a positive trend off of the effort that we're putting in. Mm -hmm. So the, the the thing we need to really focus on isn't the scale. It's about the point of action. Are we showing up for the goals? Are right. we doing the basics? Are we eating clean? Are we, you know, keeping our, our, our lives as stress-free as possible? You know, are we sweating every day? And when I lost my 100 pounds, I'd, you know, I'd weigh myself every once in a while, but I could see and feel the difference. Mm -hmm. And I've never been obsessed over the scale. Like, I, I don't have a functional scale in my house. I, I, don't, I don't know what I weigh. Like, I haven't weighed myself in over three years. I have no idea what I weigh. And and that is, um, I, I take that as a victory because I can look and I can perform. And I can, I, right. I know based on those things, but it's, you know, with the scale, it's, if you, if you struggle with that relationship, uh, put it away for a while and focus on effort, you know, points of action. Are you showing up for your fitness? Are you getting sweaty? Uh, are you showing up with your food? Are you meal prepping? Are you listening to Alexis podcast to get the latest <laughs> and greatest tips on how to you know improve your health through nutrition? And you know, are we setting goals? Is our mindset right? If we take care of those things, then uh, the rest will take care of itself. So look for positive trends, collect data points, and quit freaking out about the dang scale. Right, right. I, I agree. I, I haven't weighed myself in years, and it's such a freeing thing. The problem is, is the scale can be a really great tool, but mentally, I, I don't feel like most people it's worth it. You know, like, yeah. you know, like it could be a great tool for me too, but I just know it's, it's also, um, kind of, you know, it's, it's part of the whole that I know, like I strategize against it because I know while it could be a good tool it also brings up thoughts of past behaviors, right? It's a trigger for a lot of people. Yep. Um, and it's just not one that's worth it because yep. like you said, you can feel a difference. You can see a difference in most cases. And so that's really what I like too. Okay. So we could talk all day and you you'll be on another show for sure. But <laughs> I want to give, I always end with what's one thing that someone could do today that can make a difference? Yeah, I, I love this question because I feel like we are scatterbrained mm -hmm. with our fitness, Alexa. And it's, it's, we, and we stress out about it. We've, we've covered that pretty thoroughly. Right, right. We, we are inside of our own head mm -hmm. uh, in a big way. So I like people, I want to challenge people to think a level above their diet mm -hmm. and their fitness and say, okay, you know, we have diets, we have fitness programs. Those are like tools in a toolbox. And our job is to have a better instruction manual. Mm. And 
without the instruction manual, we don't know how to build what we want to build. So go a level above it and start thinking strategically about your health and fitness. And I like to give people one more, more image here and think about like a spiral with uh, rings within rings. All right. And that the outer ring is having a 28 day game plan. All right. So mm -hmm. having, you know, knowing over the next 28 days, what danger zones do I need to be aware of? What is my nutrition protocol for the next 28 days? What's my fitness protocol for the next 28 days? All right. And then we dial in a little bit tighter with the next ring and say, all right, in the next week, in the next seven days, what does my nutrition look like? What does my fitness look like? What, are there any danger zones within the next seven days? Mm -hmm. Then the next ring is this 24-hour period. Is there anything that I need to be aware of and ready for this 24 hours? And the center ring is the next decision. What's mm -hmm. the next good decision I need to make to push over that, that uh, first tiny domino to create my momentum? So that's where I want people to envision with their transformation process is just getting dialed in on the actual game plan and quit worrying about Am I on plan or off plan with my food? I hear that all the time. Like, oh, I'm off plan because I didn't, I, I took a cheat meal. But my method of thinking is if you have a plan, then you're on plan. Right. So let's, let's start there and work our way down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Such good advice. I've just, we, uh, most of us have this big grand goal, right? But it's like, how do you eat an elephant? It's just one little step at a time. So such great advice. Okay. Do you have a PDF of this? Yes. That I can link up in the show notes. Yes. Um, or that I, I like, you have podcasts about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, uh, so with the tool, with the thing I just described there, you know, mm -hmm. creating an instruction manual for your transformation. Uh, I created this. Uh, it is a PDF. And it's not like one of those one pagers where you have like three sentences. And you know, sometimes I download those. I get really psyched. I'm like, somebody has a really good Instagram ad. I'm like, yes, this is yeah. what I need. The top three tips to being awesome. And then it's like three sentences. Yeah, and you're this, like, that was so. Insane. Yeah, exactly. My uh, my transformation battle plan workbook is like 28 pages. <laughs> so And it's, Perfect. Map, it's mapping out everything. I'll show you how to use a cheat bank philosophy. We're mapping out the danger zones. Uh, the whole 28-day cycle thing is described in there. So... Yeah, that's all on millionpoundmission.com, top of the page. It's on my my Instagram uh, links as well. So uh, dive into that. Like I said, it's free. I That's my best thing. Anybody that works with me, they have to work with that as their base. And uh, it's uh, it's the instruction manual that I talked about. And that's it's usually a game changer for people. So I'm, uh, I'm psyched for your audience to get your, their hands on that. Yes, I am so excited as well. And um, – I'm going to link all this up in the show notes, but you have to check out Million Pound Mission and the podcast because you are doing really, really great things. You have very well-rounded wealth of knowledge and just that unique perspective that really sets it apart from the traditional way, which in the end helps people long-term. And that's what we're going for here. So before you go, I do have a few quick fire questions to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> okay. let's do it. Perfect. First up, what's one thing you do every day for your health? For me, one of the key things that I do every day is uh, my meditation time. And, you know, I've, uh, being an entrepreneur, I've worked myself into the hospital three times mm. through like stress yeah. and not sleeping, things like that. So meditation is a key thing that it's a non-negotiable. That happens every single day. And uh, a quick meditation tip for those that are thinking about trying this, I like to do like my work day and my family part of the day are separated by the time that I pick up the kids from school. So I like to do my meditation as a, as kind of a barrier of switching modes. And that uh, really yeah. tends to help. So at the end of my workday, I do my meditation that clears my head and then go into family time. Yeah, that's a great tip. Okay, what's your favorite health book? 
Man, favorite health book, <laughs> The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't read I it love, in a long time, but yeah. So good, so mm-hmm. good. Because if people are struggling with, you know, just being in their head or that weight loss regain cycle, or if they have like things like food addiction that they need to kind of hammer through, this it's going to be a powerful book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. What's your favorite health tip? I mean, we kind of covered it, but <laughs> if you have like one little like hack that you do in your day. I would say having something like my lifestyle rehabilitation statement, like having a thing Mm -hmm. that you can answer to and be accountable to, but also that fires you up every single day, Uh, you know, affirmations, things like that. Just having something on your phone, maybe you have an alarm that goes off at the same time, uh, maybe midday, and it just reminds you why you're putting in that effort. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the one thing you do for a healthy mind every day? Maybe it goes along with what you do for your health every day is meditation, but... Do you well, still do, do you still do that thing that you did for five years? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Did you change it? Yeah. Oh, or yeah. is it the so, same? So when I hit my five year goal, so uh, a funny uh, little note on the end of that story, one of my goals, uh, you know, I, I, I adapted it over the five years and I eventually figured out that I wanted to open up a gym and I had a, a deadline. So I started that whole process uh, July 12th of 2007, my five-year deadline was July 12th, 2012. And I opened my gym, uh, on which I had like envisioned and described in this statement. I opened it up on July 19th, 2012. Oh so my I, was seven, gosh. I was seven days late on the goal. That, I, you know, that was the last thing to check off on my list. But I had this beautiful 8,000 square foot facility on the main road in our hometown. I walk in at 6 a.m. in the morning. There's 100 people there ready to learn from me and and go through this class. And that was the first time I really talked about that and had people like crying. I'm like, five years ago, I was 327 pounds Mm -hmm. depressed and and all this stuff. And uh, that was kind of the last thing. But I I shifted. Now I do the process uh, with 90 days, uh, 90 day intervals. And that seems to be uh, kind of the the time length that works well for me. Yeah, so I still do that morning and night. Uh, I knock that out and I read it with passion. I read it with feeling and it, it, it keeps me centered and it keeps me going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you could leave us with today? Best piece of advice. One of the sayings that I like a lot is, uh, make progress, not excuses. Mm. So focus on owning your situation. Like don't blame other people. Like if you are unhealthy and you grew up in an unhealthy household, like your parents maybe provided, maybe you had, you lived off fast food or something like that. But here's the deal. You're an adult now and you get to make your own choices. And what the past is the past. It's time to start taking full ownership over your health, over the decisions that you're making, what you're putting inside your body, how you treat your body. So, you know, make progress, focus on uh, making an excuse to be healthy, to be fit, not excuses why you can't do it. So focus on those things and uh, you guys are going to go out there and rock it. Yeah. So good. I thank you so much for being here. I, before we go, I know we kind of mentioned where we can find more about you, but you do still have the gym, correct? Yeah. And yeah. you still do have classes. So why don't you yeah. tell us where they can learn more about you, what you do. And yeah, I think anyone locally should check it out sometime. I'm yeah. going to come through. And I'm gonna yeah. check it out. <laughs> yeah, or I'll take. I got family in Iowa, so I'm gonna take a road trip. And yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna show up with my time and be like, "Hey Alexa, time for some burpees." Let's do this. Uh, so the the main hub of information is just millionpoundmission.com. Uh, that's where you can get linked to my my stuff and my podcasts and my free downloads. Uh, I got a link on there for a 15 minute free coaching call too. Just kind of talking strategy. It's not a sales call. 
Uh, it's just, you know, how can I help people escape that, that biggest danger zone type of thing? I love doing that. Uh, so all that, that's the hub. Instagram is my jam. Uh, I will reply to everything. I reply to my emails. I love sending like video responses. I know Alexa, you got uh, one of my, my email mm-hmm. video things after our, our last show. I love doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I love to connect. And so don't be shy, especially if you're somebody that got some energy out of this, like, don't be afraid to reach out because I'm, you know, I'm in this to produce impact, produce results. It's not the million dollar mission. It's the million pound mission. I know if I hit that goal that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll go out there and knock it out. We're, we're 50, we just crossed 54,000 pounds from the, the results. Wow. From the, yeah, that's, so that's, uh, that's something that I'm really, really proud of. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That is definitely something to be proud of. You're helping so many people. I really appreciate the work that you do and I want everyone to check it out. So thank you so much for being here and sharing this information. I mean, it really does pull it full circle and give really practical steps that are simple that we could do to see really big change in our life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Alexa, my friend, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And as a podcaster, I know it's a big deal sharing your audience and your platform and I'm just honored to be here on Simple Roots. Yeah. And uh, I'm a fan of the show. It's always, it's always cool to be on shows that I'm a fan of. <laughs> and then when the episode pops up, I'm like, oh, there it is. That's me talking. Uh, so I'll, I'll fanboy it out. And uh, no, if you guys got any value out of this, please go on iTunes, leave a review, uh, mention that you liked the episode with the PhD, the previously heavy dude. And uh, <laughs> that you, uh, you know, that's that's a great way to kind of put the, uh, the tip in the tip jar of podcasters. Yeah. So. Uh, Definitely do that and share it out. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Adam. You're the best. I mean, Adam is a blast, right? So much fun and such a wealth of information. I cannot get the visualization of the dominoes out of my head. What a cool statistic to show just how much momentum can change things and that a small domino can knock over one twice its size. Again, it goes back to what I love most. It's just making simple, small, practical changes in your life, things that you even enjoy doing and how those can just slowly progress into bigger and bigger and bigger things. You see, I think we just get so overwhelmed living in this world that the diet industry has taught us that if your life isn't miserable and if you're not consumed by it, then it's probably not going to work, which is absolutely false. And in fact, it's so untrue that it does the exact opposite, right? Like once we start living for our diet, we lose our life. But I'm all about using your health as a means for living for something more. And that means just making small little changes in your everyday that add up to big things, even as simple as writing your own statement that you read to yourself every day. Remember, we have 60,000 thoughts that go through our mind every single day. And those thoughts are what is actually creating our reality, even if it's not true. So what if we started reading that and believing something that was true so we could have that to stand on in our everyday? Such a great tip, one that you should definitely implement. Remember, the most important thing is to find your why and to make your why bigger than the why nots. So go back, dig in, find some clarity, and make sure you head on over to the show notes where I link up all of Adam's stuff so he can help walk you through this process. It really will be a game changer because without clarity, we have no direction, and ultimately, we're just kind of lost in stumbling. So head on over to the show notes, simplerootswellness.com backslash 133 to get that information. Also, 
check out Adam and his podcast, Million Pound Mission. It's fantastic. I know you're going to love it. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, and sticking with me of being a group of like-minded people who are just here for a better life. So it's only going to get better from here. I have a ton more episodes coming up on metabolism that I'm super excited about. So like I said, if you haven't listened to the entire series, make sure you go back and at least start from episode number 130 and work yourself back up to this point. Next week, I'm going to be back on talking all about why we don't binge on broccoli. I mean, have you really thought about it? Why do we binge on chips and not broccoli? Well, there's reason, and it can actually help us to fix our metabolism and change our mind. So stay tuned. I'll see you back here next week for that podcast.